Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Ifa Abeo. Listen, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, blanket, a pillow. Hell, sit right here on this stoop. Get you something cold to drink, something hot to drink. It's snowing up here. I don't know what it's doing in your neck of the woods, but it's snowing up here. But get you something cold to drink. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. It ain't even got to be three. Shit, you can drink now if you live up here. It is cold. It's snowing. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy holidays. Be mindful. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Giving. Giving of your time. Your precious moments. Your memories. But to those that are giving to you. But also a smile. A wave. A compliment to a stranger can work wonders. Remember that part. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, pray for them. For real. This world is going through a lot. When I say world, I'm talking of everybody. We are going through a lot. We are. We are going through a lot. We are trying to figure it all out and we not we're not doing so well we really are not we're not doing so well because some of us are just trying to make it through trying to figure it out trying to do what's right but without the resources and the support and the mentoring, a lot of us are just lost. Real talk. I was talking to a friend of mine, and it got really emotional, but it was it was fact. And these are the conversations that we don't want to have because. We don't want to piss someone off and people get emotional and, you know, they want to bring up your dirt. And it's just a real conversation. I noticed that a lot of young women are using Young Miami and uh, Krishan and, you know, a lot of the toxic bad girls and Bobby Light, like all of the drama, they're using that as a map for a perfect relationship. <laughs> There's people that will, they can just meet someone and hear all the words that someone can tell them, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a goddess. You're, you're a goddess. And he's like, oh, my God, you're right. I am, I am. Nobody don't see that. And this dude comes in. And manipulation is real, right? And abuse. And narcissists. But uh, they'll get you all hype. And then they go ghost. While you're calling them and texting them and, you know, stalking their page. And then they hit you with, 
I was asleep. And when you say something like, so I was texting you since early this morning and now all of a sudden you sleep. Yo, you know, this is why I don't fuck with you. So now I know I got you thirsty. See, there's a method behind this. I got you thirsty. Now, nine times out of ten, hey, babes, what, you know, a conversation. This is an adult conversation. Hey, babes, you know, I've been working a long time and, you know, I had the kids and, you know, I'm going to take a nap. I hit you up when I get up. Oh, okay. And that's it. But I'll go ghost and have you thinking. Oh, I can't believe this. And then they be sending paragraphs and texting you back to back four or five hours while they're sitting there laughing, laughing at your silly ass. Because that's what they're doing. And then <laughs> they get you, they get to talk to you. And now it's like, yo, you, you, you doing too much or yo, you know, this is why I don't trust people. And you know, fuck that. I'm grown. And now you're feeling sorry. You're like, oh, maybe I did go overboard. You think, but look what they're doing. And now all of a sudden I can come back. Now you just let me know. I could go ghost. I can do whatever. Cause I already got you hooked and I ain't even touch you. All I told you was some words that your thirsty ass is too thirsty to not hear. You should already know you're beautiful. You should already know you're the prize. The first thing I'm going to say is thank you for acknowledging that. I'm happy you got good, good eyesight. And I'm moving on. Because what you say don't make me shit. I know who I am. That's the difference. When you know your worth. What? When you know who you are. You ain't got to worry about that. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you. Oh, you conceited? Oh, no. I'm not conceited. I'm convinced. Because you don't know the battle and everything I had to do to, to fight to become the woman I am today. And guess what I don't have to do? Bow down to bullshit. Don't tell me something I already know. I knew that when I came out my mother's hoo-ha. Oh, oh, you, you one of those women. Somebody told me that. Oh, you know, cause why you don't call me? Why you don't go so hard for me? The fuck do you call me? Do you go hard for me? Oh, for real? So why you gotta be like that? Cause I am. Yo, listen, what do you want? How can I be of service to you? Oh, word? Yeah. How, how, what, what is this conversation pertaining to my love? Yeah, you know, I, I need a woman that's going to, you know, tell me what to do. I already have a son. I don't need another one. But you have a great day, and I hang up. People get mad at me when they talk to me, and I'm like, when, I, when the conversation is over, I'm hanging up, right? Oh, but you got to wait until somebody say bye. What? No. Uh-uh. But back again, when you know your worth, when you know who you are. So then you have these women and men, don't don't get it twisted, men are thirsty too, um, where they put this thing in, right? And then you have those women that, hey, you know, uh, we're hooking up. And they get around a guy and they cut everybody off. Everybody. And when they find out this guy ain't shit, now they sad. And the person they say, I don't have nobody. Nobody's in my corner. 
Well, you cut everybody off for this no good nigga. <laughs> so, what, what, you can't have the best of both worlds, my love. You dropped us for him. So keep that same energy when he drop you. Don't spend the block. Go find some new people. Go find some new blocks to go up. Me and my brothers were on the phone. And we were talking. And we was talking about, you know, how young and old, don't get it twisted. There's no age limit for this. How women will, you know, put their kids to the side. Uh, instead of getting to know someone, move dudes in. And, you know, we was just talking. And I said... Every day I pray that I don't love someone more than I love me. Because I don't want that kind of love. And my brother and them, both of them said at the same time, yo, you sound just like our mother. My mother would look at her sisters and them, and she would shake her head and say, I, I love me more. And mind you, my mother was a big woman, full figure, big. Carried herself in a way that... Other big women started mimicking because back then, big women would wear the frocks and throw in a wig and flip-flops and walk. Not my mother. She put on her little skippies, honey, her jeans, her shirts, black beauty, and have her two ponytails or have her wig laid, her makeup done, face beat, and be walking to the supermarket, walking up to the school, and those big sisters would look and be like, where you go to? And that's when Romans, now I'm, I'm going way back. And Lane Bryan was on Jamaica Avenue. And my mother was shopped there. Now, you had some women, right? <clears throat> Let's go back. Yes, Queens was the black Mecca at one time. And they would give you credit when you would go into these stores. And, you know, at the end, you were kind of, you know, even it out. But my pops worked and my pops was a drummer. So when you, and my mother was a, uh, she used to work the bar in uh, the Zanzibar. So she was sometimes a barkeep, a bar, you know, she was a bartender. Sometimes she was a barmaid, you know, so, but she was known to make drinks and she would dress up, right? Lashes, face beat, Wear her shimmy, shimmy dresses. And my mother also knew how to sew. So, <clears throat> when these big women would see her, they would be like, where did you go? She said, girl, I was up in Romans. They got a sale in Lane Bryan. Because Lane Bryan been around for eons. But Romans used to, and Romans used to also sell the sewing patterns. How you can make dresses and things like that. So, my mom would sew as well. She'd make her clothes. And I remember Jerry. Jerry was a big woman with a beauty parlor. And baby, she used to always ask my mother to model for her. My mother said, no, baby, I can't do that. And she used to be like, no, you know, um, you should. You should come down there and model for me and let these big sisters know. And my mother used to be like, uh-uh, baby, no. And it wasn't that she was ashamed. It wasn't that she was... Because uh, I remember asking, and it wasn't that she was ashamed. It wasn't that she didn't think that black women deserve to have a representation of themselves. But she said, once you sign up for that, now you become who they want you to be. 
She said, I'm Bobby. I'm going to be who I am. When you sign up for that, and now they have to put you out there, then they, they mold you. You have to follow their script. She said, and I ain't following that script. God gave me a script in my heart. That's the script I follow. I don't follow no man-made script. And she never did it. Never did it. But she would look at the women. And one of her good girlfriends would serve her kids hot dogs and serve her man uh, steaks, baked potato, roast beef. And her kids, she would serve hot dogs, franks and beans, bologna sandwiches. And I remember my mother walked in there and she said, Ain't no fucking way in hell. Ain't no way in fucking hell. And, you know, I'm sitting here like, you can't tell this lady what to do. She said, she invited me over here and asked me what I think. Don't ask me that. And she came home and she said, I never forget. I tell y'all, I always tell this story that my aunt was like, you know, you feed your man first and you don't feed your kids. And my mother said, hold on. He paid the light bill, the mortgage. These kids don't pay that. They don't run this house. This is my house. He get the big piece of chicken. She said, open that door. I opened the door. She said, ain't no eviction notice on there. She said, turn that light on. I'm sitting there flicking the lights on. She said, that's enough. So, you know, I'm a part of the conversation. And she's like, my light's on. She said, open that refrigerator. She opened the refrigerator. I opened the refrigerator, right? I'm opening and closing and grabbing stuff out of there, eating it. She said, that's enough, God damn it, right? Because, you know, kids, we'll go overboard. She said, and I got food in my house. She said, my refrigerator is stopped. She said, oh, but your ass is over here begging, and you got a full man in your house. But you make your kids think they are the leaders or the owners of that goddamn house. She said, these are my children. These ain't my, this ain't my, my man, and they don't pay man goddamn bills. So I knew then. My aunt would come over there. Had a man a house. Man had a car. My mother ain't had no car. Had a car. Best dress. Had a mink and everything. Refrigerator be empty as shit. My mother would look. And say that's a damn shame. Or. Sister give her. Food stamps. Because back then you had to pay to get your food stamps. Get a food stamps to the guy and he'll go. Or he'll issue out the money. And he ain't working. She would look and say, ain't no fucking way in hell. And she would look at us and say, y'all see this? I bet not ever catch y'all doing some stupid shit like this. I've seen women hand over their money to the guy to make him feel important and say, here, you pay for it. And I'm like, I remember I was over, I had my shop. I was in the Coliseum. And the girl kept walking back. You know, oh, y'all looking at my man. Y'all looking at my man. Y'all want him. Y'all want him. Now, mind you, every booth they went to, she's pulling out her pocket, paying. He ain't got no money. He a bum. I know him. He a bum. A bum. And she's like, baby, I got you. I got you here, daddy. You pay for it. So I walked up behind. I said, what's up, ma? She's like, what? She said, you want my man? No, I want you. You the one with all the money. <laughs> I want you. I want this nigga. This nigga broke. And everybody in the Coliseum bust out laughing. They was like, yo, Eli, you is crazy. I said, oh, but I'm right. She was like, well, because he's on hard times. Girl, he's been on hard times since the day I met him. I said, but 
It's okay. Some women do take care of their men. And I'm not mad. That's your choice. That's your preference. God bless you. Some dudes expect that. I know a lot of guys that, well, what can you do for me? What? When did the roles change? What can I do for you? What? what? Let's, let's expound on that, beloved. Yeah, because I want my woman, you know, because I got to move in with her. Dudes are really upfront nowadays. That's the one thing I give them. They ain't lying. I don't know what dudes y'all messing with because they ain't lying. They telling the truth. He said, I want a woman that I can live with and you make sure you take care of my, you know, my needs and, you know, feed me and stuff like that. And, you know, if you got a car, I know a dude that was talking to a girl and every time he dropped off at work, he driving the next bitch around in her car. I said, well, I know you're lying. But that is the norm for, and I'm going to coin that phrase because Coach Stormy coined it and y'all made her rich off of it. Because everywhere, everybody nowadays, that's the new thing. Low vibrational. Because she done kept on saying it. God bless her, though. Because I, I understood the assignment. But I'm, I'm happy that she didn't allow what everybody threw at her to make her want to give up, sit down, not do it. Shit, she took that, flipped it, made a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a coffee mug. And do her commercials with that. And now she got to have a low vibrational <laughs> conference. I love it. I love it. She took that negative and made it prosperous and made it into a positive. Shout out to Coach Stormy because I love her for that. I don't give a fuck what nobody else say. I love what she did. She didn't allow none and nobody to stop her bag. Okay. First of all. We all, we all in her business, right? People were dropping shades. Real talk, side note. I just want to put this out because people like to be like, oh, why are you hyping up Coach Stormy? You know, she's foul. No, she's not. She took many women that were on Section 8 and public assistance, build up their self-esteem, fix their credit, start training, getting their bodies in shape, meeting eligible men, Right? She ain't, she ain't prostituting them, but putting them in that bracket where they can meet eligible men that have a bag. Then she turns around and gives events for these women to let them know these are the new things I'm doing because she ain't giving this shit away for free. And it's 10000 per person. She has someone come out and cook. Oh, well, she, she's selling the tickets for 10000 They eating on paper plates. They didn't have a problem with it. None of them did. They didn't have a problem with the barbecue. Guess what you, you have an option to do? You can have the option to go and purchase that ticket, or you can watch from the outside. And guess what a lot of us was doing? Watching from the outside. Because we knew we couldn't afford to be in there. I don't know why folk fucking around. So now, what happens when you can't afford something? Or what happens when you're not invited to the party? You're going to talk shit about the party. Coach, I'm talking about everybody was too. They even had her on the Queens and the radio show, all of that. They was like, you know, you dead wrong serving that shit on $10,000 a ticket. And you serving them on paper plates and they was eating barbecue and you was talking about that girl plate. She said, okay, man. Like she didn't, she, she felt unbothered. Like, okay. Now inside she might've been feeling, who the fuck are you to talk to me like that? But at the end of the day, she didn't stop that. 
the two days later, she was like, I'm so happy that y'all got me with the low vibrational. She put up t-shirts, coffee mugs, all of that. I said, ain't this something? And I was laughing. But she also builds up women esteem. Because she had to go through it. She had to go. And when they were saying how her daughter hates her and her family, she was like, okay. And you can't take everybody with you. You're going to have some people that's going to fall off. You're going to have some people that's going to hurt, hate you. You're going to have some people that's going to shed your fucking tea. Oh, she wasn't shit. Oh, she did this. Oh, she did that. Coach Stormy looked at them and was like, okay, and? And she still kept it going. Still. Now they're like, oh, the guy she's with, he's going to take her for everything. And he's doing this. She happy. Oh, he was. I said, trust me. That lady already been through it. And if she allowed man to take everything from her, that's her God-given right. But we have this new norm. And it's always been like that. But now we have more access to it. And we see it now. To where we will do whatever because we want to be in a relationship. We want a man. We want a partner so bad. And majority, not all the time, but majority of the time. So we can showboat in front of our friends. I got a man. I got a man. I got a man. Do you really, Ma? You got a toy. You got an item. You got a gift card. Because when that money run out, that card no good. <laughs> you just keep it in your wallet until... You get tired and you throw it away. Like, for real. I've seen people, and that's how I view a lot of people's relationships that I know, right? No, no I'm going to speak the truth and shame the devil. Um, you know how you have your wallet? I noticed a lady, she used to have this wallet full of credit cards. None of the credit cards worked. It was all maxed out. They going denied account on past due. Like she can't ever use these cards, but you would look at her wallet when she opens it. Cause she lets you see, yeah, girl, I got all these credit cards. Can't pull out nan one. Right. And I remember we were all standing in the store and I said, Hey, you buying this? Use that card, girl. You got, and she turned and said, no, I'm gonna pay cash. Why? You got all those cards, girl. I know you're mine. You can keep that money. Cards can get canceled. You can keep that money, girl. And, I'll use those cards. Every store we went to, she kept on paying the cash. So I went over. I said, girl, I'm going to ask you. Because, you know, I, you can say yes or no. But trust me, I'm far from stupid. I said, girl, none of those cards work, do they? She's like, no, girl. These are all maxed out. So you lie. And that's how I view some of these relationships with people I know. Because y'all just showing this. This man ain't even with y'all. You know how it's funny. I love what Meg the Stallion boyfriend, Fontaine, said. He said, in other words, because it's a rhyme. But in other words, he's like, yo, people quick to show their plate when they out at dinner. No, show the nigga that brought it. Like, show me. <laughs> the fuck this plate? And you'll find people. Show, I have a, a, a person that I know. She Every time she goes, she show her plate. Me and Bay on a date. And in reality, ain't nobody there with her. Nobody there with her. And I'm like, wow. You are, you, clout, accepting. When do we get to the part of let's heal? 
shadow work is real. Going to therapy is real. Healing from messy breakups and hurt and pain is real. Instead of doing anything for clout and trying to impress folks that don't know you on social media. I had to unlearn everything I knew about a relationship. I thought I knew it. I thought I knew it. I did. I thought I, I, was, I was great. But none of my relationships worked out. And I can't just blame them. I got to blame myself. I got to hold myself accountable. Now, the one thing I didn't do, and I'm grateful for that part, was move a nigga in. No, no, player. No, you can't move in. I know you lying. Like, uh-uh. And dudes would. Like, yo, you know, I can see us living together. I can't. I, I can't. I can't even see us being together too long, player. You a possibility. You a possible. When we play in spades, real talk, you are possible. You may not even make it in. You're not spending the night. My kids are not going to wake up and see you in my bed. No, they're going to go down the block to my mother's house. You will come over. We will chill talk. You know, back then I was smoking weed. And, you know, we get our thing on and it's you out. Cleaning up and I'm going to get my kids the next day. Or we go to the hotel, play, and I have somebody babysit my kids when we in the house. And you paying for it. Come get me in the cab or pick me up. And we go. We going out to dinner and all of that. I already agreed. We going we gonna to sleep together, but I know you. But what we not going to do is have you come to my house. That I'm not doing. I'm not going to break my neck and put my kids to sleep and have them. No, no, no. They not going to be here. Nah. Uh-uh. You don't get to meet my kids. You, you, it, there is a, a, a venting session. Nah, you don't get to meet them. And please don't give them anything. No, no, we, we not doing that. Give it to me and I'll make sure they get it. Nah, uh-uh. My, my requirements were different. I can't, like I said to someone before, I can't use my experience and have it based on yours. Your experience is yours. I'm sharing mine. See, but... I would bend over backwards for a guy because I saw their potential. I didn't see them how they were in front of me. I saw what they could be. Not understanding, I'm not the one down there at the end when they become said great individual. No, I'm I'm with you while you're fucking up. Then when they cheat, I'm going to fight the girl. I'm fighting him. I'm fighting his mama, his cousin. Like, I'm becoming a fucking storm to be reckoned with. But why am I wasting all that energy on a dude? If you don't want to be here, leave. But see, I want to bend over backwards, make you feel guilty, manipulate the situation. I'm being real now. So, because that's all I saw. Oh, nigga, you can't leave me. I invested in you. I was that chick. No, uh-uh, now I'm going to fight the girl. I'm sitting here. And guess what? My daughters and them saw that. Because I saw that with my mom and dad. For real. Where they stayed. They didn't want to be together after a while. They like, oh, wow, we fucked up. Oh, but we got to stay. So they settled. And they were miserable. Real talk. They were miserable. Then after a while, my mom got sick. It just became... You know, I, I help her and take care of her and do what I need to do. And, you know, some days we may have. They ain't even sleep in the same room. My mother slept downstairs in the living room. My father slept in the bedroom. 
for real. I, I After, when I got maybe about 12, they stopped even being cordial to, they stopped even being loving. They was, they was now roommates, for real. They were roommates. They were, uh, we here, that's it. You know, you got two parents, we live in the same house. My pop still would take me out and talk to me and things like that, but it was him and my mom were just, like, they was brother and sister after a while. <laughs> like, yeah, that's our parents, but they didn't have no romance or anything like that. Sure, birthday. Now, back in the day when we were kids, my mother would throw these elaborate birthday parties for my pop, and the drummers would come over and stuff. And then when we started getting older, it was, happy birthday, Billy. I brought you a cake. It's in there. You know, what you want to eat, I made I made you your favorite. And that was it. My pop's favorite was uh, Franks and Beans. He loved that shit. I don't know why. I used to be like, ah, can't stand that shit. But my pop's favorite or a pastrami, um, yeah, a pastrami sandwich with Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, and he'll love it on that soft bread. My mom would make him that, make him two of that, put some uh, potato chips on there, and give him something cold to drink in a silver cup, and he was happy, for real. Thank you for my birthday, and we'll buy him a card or something, a shirt or something, and he was grateful, and that was it. And on her birthday, she was celebrating the candy factory. And, you know, my father gave her some extra money. And she was happy. That's it. That's all. That, that, that's it. So I had to unlearn all of that. Of all the people that was around, I knew more people that were shacking. I knew some that were married, but majority was shacking. And, you know, moving guys in and and. Praying to God that they move out and not knowing them and taking care of them while they taking that money, taking care of someone else. So these are all the examples I had around me growing up. But it wasn't the right way. And then I had to really look in myself. What was I ignoring in myself and putting these people's needs before mine? Why am I trying to save them and not save me? Why do I not see myself important? Why did I forget who I am and put and pour everything into this person? And this person don't even want to be saved. The worst words you can hear from somebody after you done bent over backwards. I never asked you to do that. Oh, that will destroy you. Now you crying, depressed, all of that. But in reality, they was telling the truth. They didn't ask you. I'm trying to help you. Why? I didn't ask for your help. I just wanted to fuck you and move on. You wanted something more. You, your feelings started getting involved. You wanted a relationship. I didn't want that. But that's what we learned. Because the little girl or the little boy in us wanted that perfect relationship. We didn't know because the examples we saw, they weren't healthy. The person that really needed saving was ourselves, but we was too hurt, too blind, and too scared to save us because now if we become who we were destined to be. This person that we want don't want us no more. Reality never wanted you in the first place. <laughs> Real talk. How do you be with someone and they don't have no communication. How do you be with someone when they don't want to take you nowhere? How do they be with someone when you're like, oh, but he always calling me bitches and, and hoes? Huh? 
And that's love? Well, you know, I, I be I be causing it. Why? Because I be telling him, you know, he got to help me pay the bills. He live in the house, right? Yeah. So who bills he paying? Oh, he over there paying some other girl bills, but he said she was with him while he was in jail. But he live in your house. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can't say nothing. Because if I change, and a lot of people believe this, if I change and I start working on me and I start healing, the motherfucker that you with now, nine times out of ten, ain't the one you going to be with. Because, see, they fell in love with the broken version of you. The person that you were scared, the person that would be can be manipulated, the person that can be dogged out, the person that can be used. Now you've grown, you're healing, you're working on you. That's not your type no more. <laughs> That's not what you want. And now they become angry. And now they still trying to find ways of manipulating you because they're going to tell you, oh, you ain't shit. Oh, you with this healing shit, you ain't going to be nothing. Because now they're scared. Because they know when you start waking up and start healing, you ain't it no more. You on your last leg. You great leave. Your subscription has been denied. It's canceled. It's gone. We don't even want this service no more. You're not good. You're not good in bed. You're not good for me mentally, physically, emotionally. You're not good for me. I, I was broke. I was messed up. I was lost. You're not what I want. Bye. Now they mad. Now they're going to talk about you, tell people about you, all your secrets and everything. And what we do, oh, I can't believe this. Why? Yeah, that, that's true. Let me tell you, when my ex-husband, she ain't shit. Oh, she fucked up. She fucked this one. She did that. I said, I sure did. I sure did. I, right, I did. I did. Oh, she gonna be a hoe. I might have was back in the day. You know, because I, I was a strong believer. No shade. A wet pussy and empty purse don't match. So you damn right. You right. Oh, I can't believe, you know, I was ever with you. You married me, though. You took me to the courthouse. I ain't take you. I ain't had no car. <laughs> so what was that? And guess what? No lie. Everything he said about me, he doing now. He doing now. And I'm like, wow. Low vibration. The hell? He sit on the boulevard all day, every day. Just sit there. Being in people business, talking about people, that's it. Won't go nowhere. Just sitting there, sleeping his car, eating his car. But that's, but I'm the one that's never going to be shit. And I laughed. You are literally sleeping on someone's couch instead of you going out there getting your own. And he would play on your insecurities. And the part that just, that he hates about me, right? Real talk. He'll find women that have kids. And when you show your kids too much love, seriously, he will find a way to separate you from your kids. Real talk. He will. He was dating this girl and he was, I said, oh, he was like, yeah, she has sons and uh, her mother wound up getting them. 
And I looked at him and said, what you do? And he was like, what? I said, no, what you do? Oh, she was never a good mother. And she was always a baby in them. And I'm like, that's her job. And when I tell you, he even called. I, you can't tell me he didn't call the authorities and had this girl investigated by ATS. But her mother wound up taking the kids so she wouldn't lose them. Her mother lives upstairs and she lives downstairs. Um, so he would, because he, he loves discord. Like, that's his, that's his thing. Like, literally, he would sit in his car and laugh while he watched families go at each other. Like, he, he just loves discord. And he had, he would tell one child something and make them think that they're special than all the other kids and try to uh, make them all hate each other. And I remember he tried to do that with mine. But that bond was a little bit too thick. And he was like, um, he was like, yo, you, you, you can't be around them and they can't um, be, uh, they can't be um, around you. And she was, she, you know, my daughter was sitting there and she was like, um, <clears throat> you can't, you can't. Okay, group of people. You can't, um, you can't act like you're better than anyone. You know, you're, you're, you're all related. So that's the bond that, I'm sorry, y'all. That's the bond that I had built in them since they were kids. And, you know, you protect your sister and brother. You, it's okay. Y'all can disagree. I might stop speaking to each other for a minute. But if something go down, y'all stand tall, right? Because that's what mama been better than us. So something happened, and they all came together. And when their stepdad died, they all came together. And he was so angry. Angry, like the, the way he looked it was like, I can't break them. I can't break them. Real talk. He could not. The look he gave was like he just had to go harder. And when he couldn't do that, even when we went, we all went down to Atlanta and he was sitting there, you know, gossiping to my baby daughter, like, you know, your mother, she ain't nothing. And this. And my daughter was like, uh, but you're here with her. <laughs> so make it make sense. And he couldn't. And then with the grandkids, they were all connected. And he, he just, he couldn't phantom that. So you know what he said when he came back to New York? Yeah, I don't think I could be a part of this family no more. Dead serious. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't, I didn't argue with him. I didn't say, oh, no, you gotta. I was like, oh, okay. I said, all right, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, y'all are different. Y'all are different. But I knew then. You have to be mindful of who you who you bring in your life. But see, when you start learning and start knowing your worth and start healing, those people won't affect you. They can talk about you, your granny, your cousin, your next door neighbor, the shit you used to do if you was out there sucking and rolling and rapping. It wouldn't bother you. You'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I did that. No, I didn't do that, but I definitely did that. 
Because you are the author of your story. How's somebody else going to come and try to remix your shit? No, nah, I'm good. I know what I did. And that would anger him. And some people, instead of them saying, hey, I'm scared, I don't know, and, you know, wow, you're, you're going in the direction, or I don't want to lose you. Instead, they want to manipulate you, bad mouth you, dog you out. But laugh. Laugh and keep going. Laugh. Don't even let it affect you. Because remember this. At one point in time, this person would drink your fucking bath water. And now that you're healing and you're moving forward, now they're mad. Because it wasn't, I'm not supporting you while you're healing. Let me support you. Let me, shit, let me learn with you. We want to grow together. I need you in my life. We go in a different direction. It looks healthy on you. It looks beautiful on you. I want to look like that. I want to be in your life. Now, that's something that I would salute. But when you got someone that's constantly battling you, oh, you ain't going to be shit. I don't trust those people. Uh, no, nah, stay away from them. You, you don't want me to heal. You want to keep on manipulating me. Because if I, as long as I keep my eyes closed and sit here with my fucking thumb up my ass, you can do whatever you want and I'll be the doormat and allow it. But we're not doing that no more. Because we're healing. No. I don't need to be thirsty for nobody. Because see, when you learn to enjoy your own company and you start loving yourself, you're not alone. I love my company. I take myself out on dates, honey. I go and do things for me. I go and get my face beat. Uh, I go and take myself to dinner. I sit in a restaurant by myself and eat and enjoy the meal. Seriously. I take myself to the movies. Baby, if I want to go to a spa or I want to go and do whatever I do, me, if I decide today or tomorrow that I want to get up and go and take a trip, I do. I just tell my door, listen, watch my door. That's it. And I keep it going. I done locked my house down and I'm going. And they'll look up and be like, Ma, you not home? No, I, I went away. Oh, okay. Because I love me. I know who I am. And I'm healing. I had to unlearn what a relationship was, what it consists of. Allowing someone to voice their feelings. To say, hey, no, I don't like that. Or, nah, that's not what I do. Without sitting there saying, oh, you don't want to do it. You'll let the next bitch do it. And all of that. No. Bringing up your past and trying to manipulate these people or guilt trip them to stand with you. That's not healthy. Taking your insecurities and putting it on them like they supposed to carry your shit. No, that's your shit. Carry your bag. Talking, not yelling, not manipulating, not overpowering, saying how you feel, how you want to be loved in the bed. This is what I love. I love when you do that. That arouses me. Instead of, oh, you don't like what I do, then fuck it. We won't have sex. I, this is why I'll go somewhere else. Instead of you getting in your feelings, wouldn't you want me to communicate and give you the map and the directions on how to please me? Because I want to know how I can please you. It don't always have to be about me giving you head. What Do you, do you like your handheld? Do you like your back massage? Like, Tell me, what's your love language? We don't want those conversations. Why? Why? What are we running from? Why can't you express and say the things that you like? 
Instead of worrying about, yeah, my last man, you know, he cheated on me. He did that. Why? Why are we work? Why are we still holding on to that? Let that shit go. Why are we going to every relationship and telling them what the last relationship did? No. Why? For what? That was in the past. I don't live in the past. I'm living in the now. That's all you got therapists. Tell them that. Don't tell the new prospect what, what's going on. No. But let me talk about ways I like to be loved. How, how do you like to be loved? And it don't have to be about sex. What do you like to do? Do you read books? Because I love reading. I have a lot of books. Oh, my God. You read that? You read a classic? Get out. How did you feel about it? Because when I read it, I was at first, you know, kind of shaky. It didn't grab me until I started. I kept reading because, you know, I saw some great reviews about it. How about that? Do you play chess? Okay. Do you have a chess board? Let's sit down and play. Things like that. Do you ever go to events? Do you walk? You like walking in the park? Oh, okay. Have you seen the Christmas tree? Do you like walking around in the city? Or do you just like communicating? Do you rather text or you rather a call? I understand you're working. <clears throat> so do I. Um, and, and this is the one thing I learned from a brother. A brother. He met a girl and she was like, oh, so when you taking me out? He said, oh, a few weeks out. We are playing something. Oh, why can't you take me out tonight? He said, because I don't know nothing about you. I don't know the food you like. He said, before we go out, let me have some conversations with you. Oh, so you can have sex? He said, oh, that's not coming to way down the line. He said, trust me, I, I have control over myself. He said, it's not always about sex. He said, because when that part go, what do we have in common? Oh, you gay? He was like, no, I'm a grown man. Love language. Different vibe. We don't need that ghetto shit. I don't need to be fucking with Shaquan and them all the time with the Tims and, you know, babes, let me hit that. Let me tell you, my dick big. What? Do you know my mama name? You, you know, uh, damn, you know my name? Like, uh, my name ain't babe. My name ain't ma. <laughs> I do got a name, nigga. Do you know it? Like, uh-uh. But we are so eager to show people and to ignore our needs and ignore who we are and become Captain Saberho. We put that cape on and we want to go and save this guy. You don't understand he had a bad break and you know his baby mama. Stop. Stop. The baby mama put nine times out of ten. And if even if she is crazy, you made her that way. Even if the baby daddy is bugged out, you made him that way. Because broke, broken people only know how to hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Broken people know how to break things. They don't know how to put things together. It's like putting a bull in a goddamn glass shop. Why? Why would you do that? But we, we like that. We like those thugs. Uh, I got a real nigga. Like, for real. People thought that was so cool. You got a real nigga, girl. He'll shoot people. And eventually, when you overstep your boundary, he's going to shoot your ass. You know how horrible it is to be in a, a relationship where you constantly fucking battling? Me and my ex-husband will fight. I stabbed this nigga. He shot at me. Like, two weeks later, we in each other's bed. Toxic. Toxic. And do you know people around our neighborhood... Girl, he love you. That's the definition of love? This is the things that I grew up with. That's the definition of love? A motherfucker fighting you? 
beating you. He hitting you with a golf club and you sitting there and he loved me. I'm sitting in the fucking hospital with ribs broken, but that's the love. That's the love. Yeah, that's love. That's the love we, we strive for. We want that baby boy love. You know, Jody, we want that. Because in the end, he decided, you know, he couldn't be with nobody else. So he decided to be with her and she's so happy. Are you serious? I'm, I'm, you're using my resources, you using everything, but you're not giving nothing. But pipe? No. I can't go pay rent with pipe. Uh-uh. I can't go to the bank and, or feed these kids with pipe. No. No. I remember one dude. <laughs> that shit was so real. He was living in his mama house. Mama taking care of everything. So the girl was like, you know, we a couple. You will come and live with me and you will be with me. So he did. He moved in. The mama was happy as fuck, which that should have been a red flag right there. I'm talking about mama had a party. She had a party. She was inviting everybody. This nigga going. She had it in the basement where he was living. She cleaned all that shit out, painted it, and threw a big-ass party. She got her space back, her house back, right? She could bring her shorty over. He get there in this girl house. He don't cook. He don't clean. He throw his clothes all over. And she's like, what the fuck? Why can't you grow up? He said, uh-uh. You wanted me to live here. My mama did all that for me. I ain't asked to come here. You told me to come here. So you taking care of me. <gasps> she stuck with him till this day. That nigga don't do nothing. He don't work. He don't do nothing. Bring his friends over. She come home from work. Mad motherfuckers in the house. They done ate up her food. Dishes dirty. Kids running around. Baby shitty diaper. All of that. And he just sitting there. Like, what? What? They playing video games? She done put him a PS5 or whatever the fuck that shit is. He got his friends over there. They playing in her house. And all she do is put her head down and clean and all that. And the mama is living her best life, child. The mama done went on vacations. The mama is taking care of her. She don't even get in contact with her son. She is so happy. But it's fucked up because mama raised him that way. You know how many mothers I see where... They'll do their son's laundry, tell him he's the king of the house, and shop for them and do all of that. And every girl that come in, she's not good for you. She's not good for you. Stop raising your fucking sons like you want to raise your man. He not your boyfriend. Ma, he your son. Up there, yeah, you look good. You need to put this on. Mm -mm, I brought you this perfume. I, listen, I know a mom now. She put her son on a fucking pedestal, and he thought he was unreachable, and now he's sitting in jail with a murder charge. And she still buy him the best of everything in jail. That nigga wants for nothing. Nada. And she don't give a fuck. She don't care at all. Do not give a fuck. Work four or five jobs. Make sure he good. She do not care. He got a package. He keep his shit good. All of that. She do not give zero fucks. And when he was home, what? Let a girl say something. She'll go down there in them streets and fight that girl and talk about her. All of that. She used to tell those girls, you get pregnant, I'm pushing your ass down some stairs. And she was not playing. So we have to be responsible also for the sons that we're raising. We have to be responsible for... The damage we're doing to our daughters. Because I know I did a lot. I did. Because of the relationships they saw me in. Was not healthy. 
the actions and the things I did. They saw that. And for that, I can just apologize and change and allow them to see me change. They're not going to like it because no one likes change, especially when you are looking in the mirror and seeing your own shit. Hardest thing I had to deal with for them to be in broken relationships because I was their first teacher. We don't see the damage that we're doing until we see it being done to our own. Real talk. Therapy. Shadow work. Unlearning the shit that we know is wrong. And having the courage to face that little girl or that little boy you, that needed that love, that attention. The same shit you're giving to the broken person that's laying next to you. Stop chasing people that don't want to be caught. Let's start healing. Make memories, not problems. Let's heal. If nothing else, let's heal. Let's heal. We don't need to be thirsty for attention or relationships. We don't need to worry about what someone else is doing. Or try to compete with them because you think they're in a great relationship and they're not. Because see, outside, they're holding their hands behind closed doors. They're throwing pots and pans. You don't need that. You don't. You need someone that's going to love you, appreciate you. It's going to help you grow, not make you grow, not grow for you, but to help, to find ways of supporting you, to know your love language, to have a conversation without you wanting to argue or fight. And all, all you do is nag. No, no. To say, wow, today is not my day. I'm, I'm really in a bad space. Okay, baby, I'm going to send you something to eat. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. And if you need anything, I'm good. But I'm, I'm going to let you relax. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Without you have to say, oh, you're going to be with that bitch. And you go, yeah, yeah. No, that I'm going to trust you. Because trust is earned. And I'm going to trust you to be and say and do what you say. Not the other way around. I don't need to stress myself out. So, let's take this as a learning. And as a, a message. Before we start pouring into Anyone else, let's make sure our shit is full, clean, healthy, and right. I love you all. I appreciate you. Thank you for even being a part of this podcast. And to get some self-love, put a little vanilla flavoring, vanilla extract behind your ears, on your wrists, behind your knees. And in the back of your neck. And on your sides. Of your head. Do it for five days. You'll be amazed on how it grows. 